All right, so here we go. Christmas, Tim Zimmer, help me count them back. Not Christmas, New Year's Eve, 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 Third Eve is what we're on. New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve. So that would be thirtieth is Eve, Eve, thirty-first Eve. New Year's Eve, 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 twenty-ninth. Let me tell you, I felt a couple of uh, drizzles, uh, not drizzles, raindrops, walking into the parking lot, but I didn't see anything on the windshield driving in, which made me wonder what the hell was falling on me. 20% chance for showers officially, highs of 70, 80% chance for rain tomorrow with a high of 70. But Peyton Malone says that all of that should clear out early on New Year's Eve, early being a relative term on New Year's Eve. 30% chance for showers in the morning, then celebrations at night should be dry, albeit warm and muggy, 72 for a high. And Peyton explained to us yesterday, Chef Kevin Belton from WWL-TV Channel for you there. Oh, I'm here. Good morning, sir. Uh, Peyton Malone, your, your good friend over there, Channel 4, explained to us that yes. the reason it gets so smoky on Christmas Eve is because of an inversion in the atmosphere, and it won't allow the smoke to clear out. So if it's been your, uh, your question, and it has mine since I've lived here all my life, why is it always foggy here on New Year's Eve? Is it fog or is it the smoke? There's your answer. How about that from Peyton you know, Malone, huh? I, I tell you what, those guys, Dave Nussbaum, Chris... You know, David's in Birmingham now, yeah, but but yeah. Chris Franklin, all of them, Alexandra, they yeah. all teach me so much about things that you never realize. You see it, you know. We look up and we see things in the sky, but we don't know why they happen. And I mean, it's it's a pleasure being around them because I, I learned so much about things. Yeah, if I'll I bet ever so. get on Jeopardy, I guess. Yeah, highs of seventy six <laughs> on New Year's Day after all the freeze. Michelle oh, Morgan, of course. We don't forget Michelle Morgan. Highs of 76. Oh, yeah. uh, I know it's just hard for you to remember all the names, Kev. Uh, on New Year's and then the day after New Year's Day, highs of 78. That's knocking on the door of 80, which is crazy after the freezing weather that we had. But, Chef Kev, what are you going to do? You know what's going to happen? It's going to be hot. It's going to be freezing for Mardi Gras. It's going to get warm now and freeze for Mardi Gras. Let's Tim, hope write not. that down. Tim has, I don't know if you know this, Chef Kev, but for people, guests that make notable comments, Tim has a stone tablet, and, and Tim's a gifted sculptor. He's got a hammer and a chisel in there. So, Tim, go ahead and etch that in stone, if you will, Chef Kev's prediction that it's going to be freezing cold on Mardi Gras, and we'll see how it turns out, okay? And tell Courtney, I do like that. I, I used to like all sodas. I would drink any soda there was. The house was a tab and Coke household. Yeah. But so, you know what's great about that is mom taught me, how to use those my grandmother drank cokes mom drank tab uh -huh. but mom taught me how to use those cokes and she would use that on hams and different things like that because the sugar in it would create a glaze it's like a country song mama drank cokes grandma drank tab me and anyway um <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly let's get to the uh, first of all uh, before we get to the text courtney wanted a simple hors d'oeuvre recipe Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if, if Courtney likes bacon. I did two little quick appetizers with bacon. Now, we're incredible. She could take sliced bread, cut the crust off, take cream cheese spread, spread that on the bread, dice up some chives of green onions, roll it up, and now I sprinkle a little Creole seasoning on it, too. Roll it up, wrap it in a piece of bacon, cut it in half, and bake it in the oven 40 degrees for about 20 minutes. The bacon gets kind of crispy, and you got that soft cream cheese in the center to cool you off. Oh, yeah, it's a good combination. Uh, Kev, I don't, I don't mean to, to be argumentative here, Your Honor, but that's gonna that bread's going to soak up all that bacon grease, isn't it? 
Um, it, it, it actually, you know, when I first tried it, mm-hmm. I thought I was worried about that. Yeah. But because it's in the oven, it absorbs it, but it also dries it out and crisps it up. So the bread toast almost. Wait, you're missing my point. I wasn't saying that was a bad thing that the bread oh. absorbed the bacon <laughs> grease. I was hoping that it absorbed yeah, the bacon grease. It, 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 it absorbs just enough to give it flavor, but not make it greasy. All right, somebody texted in. They're looking for a different twist on cabbage and black-eyed peas for New Year's. That's a New Orleans. Is it New Orleans thing, or is that all over? Chef, you can tell us. I think. You can tell me now. I think that's kind. Of, I think that's kind of all over. You know, it, it's for luck and and for 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 prosperity and things like that. I know the you know? cabbage is so you never run out of money, and the black-eyed peas is that you don't have a gas shortage. It's for luck. Oh, well, yeah. I thought it was gas. 620, time for traffic now, <laughs> WWL. <laughs> 646, 14 before 7, Tommy Tucker, WWL, back with Chef Kevin Belton. We had to flip him around with Louisiana Agriculture Commissioner Mike Strain. Uh, Chef, we appreciate your flexibility. We really do. Which is That's not a lot easy. of flipping, you know? Yeah, not easy for a guy to 6'10", I'll tell you what. <laughs> Hey, Chef, let me ask you this real quick off the topic. But, uh, no, you played uh, the game. Your son played the game uh, in the in the National Football League. Do, do, are you amazed at the um, – and even in college football, who's number eight, Tim, uh, for LSU or – Neighbors, I think. Is that his name? Malik Neighbor. The receiver. Uh, yeah, the receiver. The, this guy could be a gymnast. And if you look at now – and I was pointing this out to some people over the weekend, and they didn't seem to care – but if you look at the way they play these sidelines and dragging one foot and concentrating on catching the ball while somebody is trying to push him out of bounds or cover him, the concentration, the athleticism that that takes, the game has changed. It really has. And it, it never ceases to amaze me on the weekend. Do you notice that or not? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, a matter of fact, I, it, when I played, it was so different than when, when even Kevin played. and. Kevin played tight end, and at practice, I'd be watching. After the end of practice, the receivers would get with the quarterbacks, and they would stand and practice with their toes on the line and sometimes going toward the sideline and just practice it to to get it because it's such a part of the game. Plus, the other thing that has changed, I wasn't supposed to be as flexible as I was, but everybody's gotten bigger, faster, and stronger. Yep. And stretching, it's really too. become a collision sport. It is, and stretching yeah. and everything else, it, it is amazing. But, boy, that just – and, you know, these kids today, you see them playing street football, they're, they're, they're practicing back shoulder throws, which back in the day none of us ever did. All right, let's get to cooking. Um, Ian wants something cheap and cooked to, it's cheap to cook and drink and easy for both <laughs> Christmas and uh, rather thanks, uh, Thanksgiving. Let me get it straight. New, New Year's and New Year's Eve. Do a casserole. Casseroles are things that you can do in bulk that are simple, basic, and easy. You can always throw in a big pot of beans. I mean, that's something that are our gumbo, and that's mm-hmm. that's something that you know can stay on the fire, stay on the low heat, and people can help themselves with. You know, and you don't have to worry about serving them or anything like that. They can go help themselves. Big pot of rice, big pot of beans, and there you go. Uh, here we go. Um, what can you cook for New Year's? Other well, wait. Let me get the text that came in before that. I was confused by the black-eyed peas mention. Um, looking for a, a different twist on cabbage and black-eyed peas for New Year's. I did. I did this years ago. I took andouille sausage, cut it in half, cut it in half again, and I cubed it. Okay. I sautéed andouille sausage, got it crispy. Then I threw in onion, celery, green pepper. And I used that in some cornbread. I made a dressing, like a cornbread dressing mm-hmm. with the andouille in it. 
I blanched my cabbage leaves just enough to wilt them. I put a little bit of that cabbage stuffing in the ca- in, in a little bit of that cornbread stuffing in the cabbage leaves, rolled it up, baked it in the oven, and I cooked the black-eyed peas. But then I mashed them up, almost like like uh, mashed potatoes, but they were pe- the black-eyed peas. And I put the black-eyed peas down on the plate, and then I put the uh, cabbage rolls on top of it. So it was like cabbage on a cloud. Wow, that sounds delicious. Boom, boom. There you go. Yeah, it, I mean, just a little – it was something different, you know, something to do different than the regular black-eyed peas. Do you know Walter, the, one of the photographers at WWL? Walter's been in the, in, in the business a long time, mm-hmm. operating camera. Walter's dad told him as a kid black-eyed peas had eyes to watch it in, you see inside your stomach, and that's why he doesn't like black eyed peas to this day. Really, to this day, yeah. still. Um, somebody this else day. texted in, "What can you cook? Uh, what can I cook with my prime rib bones that are left over?" Prime rib bones left over. You know, if I'm sure there might be a little bit of meat on them, I'd throw them in the oven for just a little bit, mm-hmm. and maybe put them down in in some beans. Put them down in a soup. And just they'll flavor it because, you know, the, the meats on the, I'm sure there's some meat left on that bone or a little fat left on that bone. And that's just going to flavor whatever you cook. So throw them down in a soup, throw them in a pot of beans or whatever, and they'll give off flavor without a doubt. Somebody else texted in and said, uh, what can you cook for New Year's other than black eyed peas? That is traditional. So what are the traditions? I guess it's cabbage and black-eyed peas. Yeah, that's the that's the two always. I mean, mom would used to cook other things, but there was always that black-eyed peas and cabbage there. You know, if it wasn't a lot of it, she'd make a little bit of it. But sometimes she'd make that's all we'd have, of course, with cornbread and stuff like that. But other times she'd make other things. But she always had a little pot of black-eyed peas, a little pot of cabbage. Just for luck and prosperity and stuff. All right, let me know? take a break. Somebody texted in, wants to know about smothered cabbage. That's that was my mother's specialty. She used to do that with pork chops, I think it was, and the cabbage turns brown, and it was just delicious. And then she used to make something else called Hop and John, and maybe you can explain what that is when we come back. Chef Kevin Belton, our guest, WWL TV Channel Four, PBS, author of several cookbooks. If you got any questions about cooking. Or dining or entertaining. Oh, somebody's looking for a cocktail recipe as well. We can get to that when we come back. 652, 8 till 7. Traffic now, WWL. All right, 655, Tommy Tucker, WWL. New Year's Eve, 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 Thursday, December 29th. Running a pretty loose ship here between the holidays, Chef Kev. It's going to be a whole lot different when we come back to work on January 3rd, isn't it, Tim? We have to get serious then, but we're having fun between now and then. Somebody texted in, Chef. I'm from up north. We always had raw beef on rye bread with onion and a little bit of pepper on New Year's Eve. I don't know if they're tugging my acorns there or not, but if you did, you can keep that up north because I got no interest in that. Anyway, let's talk about something, um, uh, something, a cocktail that somebody texted in about. You know, I, I'm not a drinker. I'd have to look up cocktails. But you know, you know what? what? You know what? I noticed that here tomorrow, and we'll get him on that. But what did you notice? And I, I noticed that uh, what a lot of relatives would do, they would just get champagne, but they'd always get like fresh raspberries, mm-hmm. um, blueberries, strawberries. They might cut the ra- cut the blueberry. I mean, cut the strawberries, but they might just pinch the raspberries just a little bit to mash them and then drop them in the champagne. Same thing with the blueberries, just a quick little pinch and drop them in champagne. 
you know, and it's and they said it was refreshing. You know, Bill. And I said, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And you could you could do that same thing with the you know with the uh, apple cider, if you want. You know, instead of using champagne. Bill Capo was nice enough to include me on his 12 for the Road, I think was the name of the series he did about yes. drinks, non-alcoholic drinks. Yep. And yep. Um, I, I didn't, ha- I had no idea, so I got a, a friend of mine who owned a restaurant uh, at that time, O'Brien's Grill, to make something called a Blue Christmas. I, I don't know if it's still online or not, but you might be able to find it. Now, let's talk about um, smothered cabbage. My mother used to make it. I've tried. I could never replicate how she makes it. What's a, what's a good way to make some a big old pot of smothered cabbage? And I say that because the way this cabbage shrinks up, you have to start with a big old pot, are you not? Yeah, you know, I I can remember mom doing it. She would start in the pan with onions and bacon, okay. and she'd saute that onion and bacon down, and I and I guess the bacon would kind of crystallize a little bit, caramelize a little bit to the bottom of the pan. And by the time she'd put all that cabbage in and just a splash of stock and put a lid on it, that's why that cabbage would turn brown because she'd stir it and that, that glaze that got on the bottom of the pan from the bacon would get mixed into that cabbage. And, you know, just a little salt, pepper, a little seasoning, and that's it. I think my mother just let it cook down. May have used a pork loin now that I think about it because there were no bones. I don't know. Either way, this cabbage, people should be prepared because if you're going to do this, what you start with is not going to be what you finish with in terms of volume. No, no, no. It shrinks down. Yeah. Because do it's moisture. To, do you have to put it all in at once or can you add leaves as it shrinks? No, you could add a little bit at a time. You know, okay. you could put like a, a, a third of it in, let that cook down. Put another third in, you know, because it won't probably fit all in the pot at once. Do you have to wash cabbage or not? Um, I would take off the outside leaves okay. because it's so dense. Yeah. Nothing can really get through there. So if you take off the outside leaves, you should be fine. And somebody texted in about what, what do you eat? Do you I, cut out the bottom part of that, the whatever you call it, the stem or whatever? Yeah, that's the stem. Cut the stem out, and you could cut everything else up. Because, of course, close to the stem, that's going to be tougher. Thank you, Chef Kevin. If Start to finish, if somebody wants to smother cabbage, how long does that take? Um, it, it depends on how long. I like to do it for like an, about an hour at least. Okay. Okay. And Hoppin' John, right quick, is yeah. nothing but black-eyed peas. And uh, it, it's basically peas and rice. Okay. So you could uh, – some people will serve the black-eyed peas over the rice, but some people, once they cook their black-eyed peas, they drop the rice in it. And cook the rice in there, kind of almost like we do a jambalaya, where they cook the rice in the peas. Ain't nothing like mama's cooking, huh, Chef Kevin? There we go. All right, thank you, exactly. my friend. Love you, brother. Happy New Year, all right? Same to you, all right? We'll talk to you in the new and year. Folks, take the train. Think about a train instead of the plane. There you go, exactly. Take the train. You certainly don't want to travel by air. I'll tell you that. We'll take a break, come back, talk about affordable housing in New Orleans here on WWL.